Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Twas the last show before Christmas and all through the studios. David was, well, he was stirring. <laughs> Not even a mouse. I can't. I got nothing on it. But anyway, hello, everyone, and welcome. <gasps> Merry Christmas. Wow, yes. We're Merry all Christmas. very excited. We are all very excited here. We, well, me and David. Uh, I am Katie Patrick, and that is David Fiorazzo. As always, this is the last show of the year. Goodbye, 2022. Yes, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Get out. Our entire team would like to thank you for supporting us by having watched all of our videos, hopefully all of them, uh, by listening to the podcast, by sharing the breakout clips that we've released on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is actually our 63rd episode of Educated, which, really? uh, yeah, we launched just back very end of August, August 29th, wow. 2022. It's our anniversary. Look at us go. Wow. Well, since that time, we're proud to say that our episodes and breakout clips have garnered more than 7 million views and audio downloads in the last four months. That's inconceivable. Um, and that's all because of you. So thank you for supporting the show. I know it's hard to listen to sometimes and it's hard to watch and hear some of that. But uh, this is what's going on and we need to keep exposing what's happening. So we need to keep parents educated. So... It's once again for this last show of the year, that special time to check in once more for 2022 with our old friend, Alex Newman. What do you have for us this week, Alex? Thanks guys, Merry Christmas. And uh, yeah, another one of those crazy stories that's hard to believe and yet it's real. Uh, these after school Satan clubs are continuing to proliferate all across the country. Um, parents are protesting and they're saying, hey, you can't have an after-school Satan club, and yet they are still putting after-school Satan clubs all across the country, uh, promoting lawlessness and evil to children. Uh, pretty amazing uh, that you already have these after-school Satan clubs in states and districts around the country. Uh, the Satanic Temple, which uh, oversees them, is working to get them into every little nook and cranny where Christians might be gathering to study the Bible or something like that. Um, so anyway, this has been a, a discussion for some years now, but it just popped back into the news because of what's going on in Virginia, uh, in the Chesapeake, Virginia district. Uh, people are really upset now that an after-school Satan club is trying to uh, pop up at the BM. Williams Primary School. Uh, so there's been a big controversy in this district. Uh, parents have been speaking out. I want to show you guys a little clip of that. And there's been some back and forth. The original sponsor actually ended up withdrawing um, from the application. And so they had to find another one. But uh, check out uh, this uh, quick little newsreel about what's been going on there. Much of the public sentiment Monday night leaned against the arrival of the after-school Satan Club at BM Williams Primary School. An organization which has no central authority is contradictory and presents a risk to students, school staff, and our community. Members of the Satanic Temple expressed that their First Amendment rights shouldn't be up for debate. My religion does not need your permission to exist. My beliefs are not subject to your approval. The Satanic Temple does not worship the devil. We are not demons. We do not believe in demons. Do not allow this club to take place, for Satan is a liar and the father of all lies. Using Satan as a symbol 
borderlines as hate speech. Supporters of the Satan Club seek to serve as an alternative to evangelical after-school program, the Good News Club. They say they're not interested in having theological discussions, but instead want to focus on things like science, compassion, and arts and crafts at their voluntary program. Yeah, those are all things we associate with Satan, science, and compassion. <laughs> I mean, oh man, this is just unbelievable. So uh, these clubs uh, for the uh, father of lies, the prince of demons, uh, you know, they claim they're not recruiting children, and yet they're recruiting children. They're saying, oh, we're going to do arts and crafts, and we're going to do intellectual development. And of course, all uh, antichrist as can be. Um, but honestly, uh, we really should not be surprised that this is happening, folks, uh, as our nation uh, moves further and further into the darkness after multiple generations of godless and pagan indoctrination in the government schools. The next logical step is that they just totally come out of the closet and say, it. all right, we're satanic, OK, um, because that's that's really what's going on here, folks. Uh, this is satanic. This does come from the pit of hell, uh, regardless of what these people say about, oh, we don't really believe in Satan. We just want to teach Satan to your children. Uh, it's totally, totally ridiculous. Now, uh, similar clubs to this, as I mentioned, have been popping up all over the country, even in really conservative areas, right? Vista Elementary in Taylorsville, Utah, got one uh, like five years ago. Um, and, you know, they're using this absolute perversion of the First Amendment to say that uh, they have to be allowed to recruit children to. Now, if you go back and read the First Amendment, see, I think most people probably haven't read it because it would be so obvious immediately that this is baloney. Uh, but if you go back and read the First Amendment, all it says is that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. And, uh, of course, uh, the state of Utah or the Chesapeake District in Virginia is not Congress. OK, uh, and they're also not making any law respecting an establishment of religion. Uh, but it's quite Quite ironic because when this First Amendment was written and even ratified, most of the states had established churches. So the idea that the founding fathers meant to kick the Bible out of school, kick Christianity out of government uh, was totally ludicrous. Uh, they were 100% Christians with a few who people say might have been deists, but uh, they were all uh, basically saturated in a biblical worldview. Uh, and yet this perverse lie that the First Amendment requires us to allow, for example, a, a baby Baphomet in the Illinois state capitol or requires us to allow Satanists to come onto school campuses and recruit our children for arts and crafts uh, is, is positively ridiculous. The people who wrote that amendment would be turning over in their graves. Uh, and it's quite ironic because the the uh, when the U.S. Supreme Court struck out uh, prayer and Bible from the schools in the early 1960s, uh, one of the justices understood what was happening. And today we see the, the final result of that. Uh, Justice Potter Stewart wrote in his dissent that um, what was happening here was uh, not the uh, establishment of neutrality with respect to religion, but rather the establishment of a religion of secularism, or uh, as John Dewey would have known it, the religion of humanism, which when you boil it down is really just Satanism, right? I'm my own God, you're your own God, the very same thing that Satan told Adam and Eve in the garden, right? Oh, you shall be as gods, right? All you got to do is do what I say. So folks, um, the government's not going to protect your children from this madness. In fact, the government is encouraging this madness with these lies about the First Amendment and things like that. Uh, it is up to you mom and dad, no one's going to do it for you. Well, it comes as no surprise there has been a nearly universal change in public expressions of religious speech when it comes to something as simple as wishing fellow Americans a Merry Christmas. The most common thing we hear these days, of course, is the politically correct Happy Holidays. Now, this took decades of programming, but does it really matter what we say when it comes to what we believe or celebrate? Have you ever thought about this or have you just gone along with it? 
I'm David Fiorazzo, and this is Christ and Culture. Just like they did in Europe, the left in America wants to silence the church and create a completely secular society. Sadly, many Christians may not realize that enemies of God are much more committed to furthering their ideas than believers are to the gospel. If we won't stay silent, the left prefers we stay behind closed doors. Now, the activist mob has worked tirelessly to make the Christmas greeting a thing of the past. Government, public schools, corporations, for example, have long recommended using phrases such as holidays or saying winter break in place of Christmas break. But the truth is, the hinge of history rests on the door of a stable in Bethlehem. One excuse we often hear for not mentioning the birth of Jesus is, not everyone celebrates Christmas. Obviously, right? Well, you might want to say, not everyone celebrates homosexuality or Pride Month either, but that doesn't stop them. Think about the double standards here. Humanists and progressives have injected repulsive sexual ideas and LGBTQ ideology into practically every aspect of public school curriculum and culture. And yet, they claim to have a problem with saying the name of a federal holiday, Christmas, out loud. Hollywood Democrats and those in charge of social media and the entertainment industry have also done their part. What do I mean? In just four hours of television viewing last week, I took out a notepad and jotted down quotes and slogans from various TV commercials on different channels. Here's a partial list of what I wrote down, what I heard. Ready? This holiday, season's greetings, holiday sale, the great holiday bake-off, just in time for the holidays, get festive, the holidays are here, home for the holidays, your holiday shopping all in one place, Experience the magic of Winterfest. The holidays start with you. Save on thousands of gifts for everyone on your list. All decorated for the holiday season. Looking for the perfect present? Epic holiday deals. Tis the season. We have a gift card for everyone on your holiday list. It's a holiday spectacular. It's the most wonderful time of the year. This holiday, they don't call it programming for nothing. Have you picked up on this? We're witnessing the decades-long whitewashing of the true meaning of Christmas and the purposeful dismantling of Christian influence in the public square. This isn't merely neutrality towards religion. It is clearly hostility toward the only living God, Jesus Christ. Surveys, though, indicate the majority of people, Americans, do not oppose mentioning Christmas public displays or expressions of biblical history. Plus, it's protected by the First Amendment. Author and conservative talk show host Dennis Prager says opponents of Merry Christmas know exactly what they're doing. They are disingenuous when they dismiss those who warn about a war on Christianity. Dennis Prager said this, quote, I'm a non-Christian. I'm a Jew. Christmas is therefore no more a religious holy day for me than Ramadan, but I am an American, and Christmas is a national holiday of my country. It is therefore my holiday, though not my holy day as much as it is for my fellow Americans who are Christian. 
Now that's tolerance. Lest you think I'm majoring in the minors here, that it's just more inclusive to give general holiday greetings, or that the left poses no real threat to our religious freedoms, evidence of hostility to the Christian worldview are increasing. Evidence is increasing. In the past five years, the Family Research Council analyzed a significant increase of violence and threats against Christian churches and pro-life centers in the U.S. In the last four years alone, there have been more than 420 acts of hostility against U.S. churches, including arson, vandalism, death threats, gun-related incidents, and more. But let's pause here, so because we know all this, I hope. I want to remind you of the good news of this season. The true story hasn't ended, and there's still time to get your life right with God and be saved. The Word became flesh, and Christ radically transformed human history. Pastor John MacArthur put it this way, If we could condense all the truths of Christmas into only three words, these would be the words, God with us. We tend to focus our attention at Christmas on the infancy of Christ. The greater truth of the holiday is his deity. More astonishing than a baby in the manger is the truth that this promised baby is the omnipotent creator of the heavens and the earth. Jesus, our Emmanuel, God with us. So the Bible is true. He is returning soon. And Christ always will be the reason for the season. God bless you, Merry Christmas, and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. All right, friends, let's take a little time to find out what's trending left. And we're going to start in Austin, Texas, where the Christmas drag queen is apparently alive and well. The show entitled A Drag Queen Christmas is touring the country, providing 36 shows across 18 states. Here's a sample of the Christmas magic families were treated to. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you all for coming out. Oh my God, so many of you. Ooh, so excited. Hello, you reaching for my Are you hungry? Mommy, mommy. Trust me, the milk's gone bad. You don't want this milk. I'm so glad Kathy Griffin could make an appearance. Now, you may be asking yourself, what parent in their right mind would bring their child to a drag queen Christmas show? And why? Well, Sarah Gonzalez from The Blaze asked that very question to moms who brought their daughters to the drag show. Do you find this to be age appropriate for your children? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little more, uh, I'm not as conservative, but I mean, really it's not any different than, I mean, Disney and Disney, they, they have similar things. Like it's really not that far from it. She's 12. 12. Uh-huh. She's, she knows about sex and I mean, she doesn't see sex. Yeah, well, I mean, she kind of sees simulated sex in the show. She goes to school, she sees simulated sex all the time. I just think it's the stigma around it that's, you know, which they don't care. I've raised them not to care. So you don't worry that this is like ruining her innocence or anything? No, she needs to 
know what's appropriate and know when to say no consent and what's appropriate and what's not and how will she know that if she doesn't see it in a safe way. How will she know if she doesn't watch Disney or go to school as these moms tell us and clearly they are more concerned about getting their Diet Coke and pretzels than caring for their children. But we're going to head to the classroom where it's not any better as we know because a teacher admits she pulls students out of class to attend her gay student alliance club. Why does she do it in the middle of the school day you ask? Well, she admits it's to keep the club hidden from the parents, and yes, the administration is on board. So I run the Pride Club at my school, um, and I'm having kind of an issue with uh, another teacher in the school building right now. She said some pretty terrible things about me um, and the club, uh, telling kids that she thinks it's stupid and a waste of time, and, you know, we're pulling kids out of her class, which technically, yes. You know, we are pulling kids out of the class, um, but it's only for 30 minutes a week and it's on Mondays. I have okayed this with my administration, with my principal, my admin, all that, uh, because the kids told me straight up, they were like, we don't want to have it after school just in case because some of their parents don't know. Um, it would make them feel more comfortable to just, you know, do it at school. That way it's a little more, you know, discreet. Mm, yeah, kids told her straight up and it's on Mondays. Clearly, no one learns on Monday, so everything's okay, right? Right. Meanwhile, the language police is getting even more daring as they continue to gaslight everyone who won't accept their new made-up language. Case in point, here is a biological man who says instead of getting frustrated with the endless pronouns people are using for attention, just accept it and move on, you bigot. Oh, and by the way, this guy is supposedly a teacher. Transfer on binary person tells you that the language you're using to talk about them does not align with them or is not okay. Instead of getting upset or defensive, take it as a kindness to respect them, correct yourself, and move on. Trans and non-binary people are not a monolith and not everyone uses or aligns with the same kind of language or terms. In general, it's best to just use the words that that person uses to describe themselves. He looks like Professor Umbridge from Harry Potter. Tell me I'm wrong. Finally, let's wrap things up with a bit of good news from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. In a brilliant move that will be sure to anger politically driven teachers unions around the country, DeSantis is now calling for paycheck protection when it comes to union dues and teachers. Instead of unions garnishing wages out of an educator's paycheck, he proposes that legislation be passed requiring each teacher write a monthly check to their respective unions so they can be reminded what their dues are supporting. Watch America's governor in action. Okay, first of all, you, you're totally, you do not have to join Teachers Union. Um, but if you do, you know, the government, we don't want to play a role in, in deducting anybody's money. So you write a check, you know, every month for the dues and you do it that way. And that maximizes freedom to choose. And I think it'll be a more accurate reflection of who actually wants to be a part uh, of this or not. Now, I'm, I'm totally on board with what he's saying. The only problem is most teachers now have no idea how to write a check. Like they've never learned how to balance a checkbook or write a check. So we need to come up with another method of payment for them. Or wait, wait, maybe we could just actually go back to education and teach them. <gasps> what a novel idea. But that's going to wrap up this segment for today. Of course, you can be sure there will be much more craziness next time.
If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, well, we are going to wrap things up like you do with your Christmas presents. Have you wrapped yours yet, David? Huh? Huh? Got we don't a couple. Rap. You don't. We don't wrap. You hip hop? You don't no. rap, you hip hop? <laughs> We're going to wrap things up either way <laughs> by discussing a fun Christmas story that has left one family in better financial spirits this Christmas season. Ooh. Now, many offices hold their Christmas parties this time of year because, hey, it's Christmas and they want to party. So. They uh, break a little bread. They share some eggnog. Maybe they sip on it. Maybe put their eggnog in a mousse. It's just, you know, it's what you do around this time of year. Good and they play some games. Well, a popular game that a many play is called the White Elephant Gift Exchange. And no, it's not racist. So before anyone writes an email to us saying, say. how dare you, it's just what it's called. White Elephant Gift Exchange. Okay, while there are various ways you can play it, the main idea is you bring a gift, you receive a random gift, and then you get to actually, at some point, swap the gifts if you as don't part like of your the game. Gift, if right? you don't like it or you see another one that you like better. Ooh. It's not that you don't like the one. It's a great game honest, that teaches like greed it. and coveting. All at once. Well, there was one woman who was working at a dental office in Louisville, Kentucky, who hit the jackpot. Like, literally at this year's gift exchange. It was amazing. So her name, Lori Janes. She started out with a $25 TJ Maxx gift card. Which would be amazing. Yeah, that would, I would, take that that. would be a good gift, but like that was quickly stolen by a coworker. Of course. So Lori opted to do the same and stole another coworker's gift, which consisted of two scratch-off lottery tickets. Uh-huh. When the game was done, the office encouraged her to scratch off the tickets for all to see, and the first one actually cashed in with a $50 prize. Cha-ching, cha-ching. But, but wait, there's more. <gasps> On the second one, she managed to win all 15 spots, meaning she won the jackpot of $175,000. Great expression on her face there. She called the lottery company and they confirmed that she was a big winner. So after taxes, she's taking home $2.24. No, she's taking home a cool $124,000, all because of a coworker who took her $25 TJ Maxx gift card. Oh, Katie, there's, a, there's so many morals in this story. Well, and then the person who purchased it is probably sitting there going, no, oh. this was my opportunity. Oh, my goodness. Honestly, why couldn't I have just kept it for myself? Oh, all the would've, should'ves, and could'ves that are flying around there. But it's Christmas, so we shouldn't dwell on those things, right? But it's also Christmas, and we should be in the giving spirit. Yes. So hopefully, then yes. she we should be gave happy back. for her. Happy, happy for her, but also maybe she would give back. Yeah, thou shalt not to, covet. Yeah, this is true. I mean, these are all the things to think about. So, if you have an amazing <laughs> story about a wife, white wife, white elephant gift exchange that you've done, maybe not quite where you got one hundred twenty-four thousand dollars in the end, plus fifty dollars, one hundred twenty-four thousand in 
fifty dollars yeah. because of the first one. Yeah. Uh, let us know by visiting stayeducated.org. Give us uh, give us your story. It'll be kind of fun to read it yep. as we go off here into. 2023 the unknown land of a new year of a new year and hey any new year's resolutions let us know what you're thinking but at least for now it's been it's been a heck of a 2022 let me tell you jonathan edwards resolution one i will live for god resolution two even if no one else does i still will Resolution. Jonathan Edwards. Resolution three. Look back at resolution one and two. There we go. All (laughs) right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this year on Educated. Not just this day or this week, this year. Yes. Once again, it is a pleasure to present this show to you every day. And we know, we know. We know. Just for us, we know this content is not all sunshine and rainbows. Although sunshine and rainbows is, we talk about, and unicorns a lot. Uh, The stories are, though, incredibly important, and we thank you for passing the information along. Thank you. God bless you. Yes. Before we go, though, if you would like to support our show and show all the love here to us, you can do so with a tax-deductible gift. Please visit freedomproject.com slash give, and all donations are doubled right now doubled which allows us to continue producing this content well for katie and myself have a blessed christmas remember he jesus is the reason for the season thanks for watching we'll see you again in the new year and until 2023 stay educated and as tiny tim would say god bless us everyone educated is directed and produced by mike menzel hosted by katie petrick and david fiorazzo Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.